You are listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, where it's all about responding with confidence to the legal, financial, and personal challenges created by disability, unexpected illness, or simply aging in general. Join us weekly as elder law attorneys Tim Takis, Barbara McGinnis, Chris Johnson, and other members of the Takis McGinnis Elder Care Law Team talk about the tools, techniques, strategies, and services that will make the elder care journey easier for everyone involved. Get ready, because aging starts now. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode number 109 of Aging Starts Now. I'm Tim Takus, a certified elder law attorney and partner at Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law. Joining me today is Kelsey Mahaffey of 50 Forward. Kelsey is the project director of the All of Us program. Welcome, Kelsey. Thank you, Tim. Thanks so much for having me. All right. So tell us a little bit, first of all, about, I mentioned 50 Forward. Tell us a little bit about what 50 Forward is. Sure. So 50 Forward is a nonprofit serving Middle Tennessee older adults. We're here to support, champion, and enhance life for those 50 and older. There are seven active learning centers in the Nashville area that people can become a part of, and they function a lot like a YMCA, but just for people 50 and older. They offer programming, um, classes, fitness, um, health-related activities, just all kinds of things that you could think of that would be interest for those 50 and older. And then 50 Forward also offers supportive care services for those that um, need a little bit more care. So we have certain programs like conservatorship, um, case management. We have a victory over crime program that serves seniors that have been victimized by crime. Um, And we also offer a lot of volunteer opportunities. We have two programs that we run in Metro schools with um, the FLIP program, which is Friends Learning in Pairs that pairs older adults with elementary school children in MNPS. Um, And we also have the Senior Corps, which used to be called Foster Grandparents, which um, has stipend volunteers within the school systems as well. So as I understand, this is like a nonprofit organization, 50 Forward. Is that it? It is. Um, we've been around since 1956, so quite a number of years now, and totally nonprofit. Gotcha. So what is the All of Us Research Program that you're director of? Sure. So I'm the project director um, for 50 Forwards part with the All of Us Research Program. And what the All of Us Research Program is, is a new initiative out of the National Institutes of Health to advance precision medicine. So this is for the entire country. Um, It's kind of a new way of looking at health. Um, This term precision medicine has kind of surfaced lately in the medical community. But really that term just means simply um, we really want to create health care that is tailored to us as individuals rather than one size fits all, which is kind of how our healthcare system currently operates. And 50 Forward got involved um, in 2017 when the All of Us Research Program was first uh, announced. And we were awarded one of the first 
four national community partner awards um, in order to do engagement and outreach, specifically for older adults, but also for those in rural areas as well. Okay, so what's uh, kind of what is the goal of the program that was you mentioned about? Obviously, it has something to do with health, but what is the sort of the long term goal here? What, what's yeah. what's what's the plan here? Yeah, so so this is kind of a, a different way. Um, it's not a traditional research study, rather a research program. Um, it's anticipated to last at least 10 years, possibly more than 10 years. And specifically, what the National Institutes of Health is looking for, they would like 1 million people living in the United States from diverse backgrounds to volunteer and share their health information. And this health information is then gathered together in a giant database. And the hope is that researchers will be able to access this rich resource of information and be able to come up with better treatments and better cures that are tailored to us as individuals. Mm -hmm. So do you have to be 50 years and older to join? No, actually, the program right now is for those that are 18 and up. Um, children are hopefully going to be included um, very soon as well. But right now, the program is still working through the consent process for those that are under 18. Um, those that are incarcerated are also currently ineligible to join the program, though we are working on that as well. Um, but we, we love to have those older adults uh, really join the program because of all that rich information. Um, a whole lifetime uh, of data really exists in older adults. So um, the older they are, the more information is there. And so uh, we really encourage those that um, identify 50 and over to, to learn about the program and consider joining. So if somebody chooses to volunteer for the program, what sort of information are they going to be volunteering uh, to the National Institute of Health or, or, or to the research, pro research program? Yeah, so um, if you do decide to join the program, um, they're going to ask you to share several different kinds of information, and that this is another way that makes the program unique. Um, they're looking at not just your health information, but also taking factors into account like where you live, what you do, um, family health history, stress levels, all those social determinants of health factors, mental health health, really all of these life factors that make up the whole health of an individual, the program wants to gather all of that data. So they do that by sending out several surveys. When you first join the program, there are three surveys to complete right away. And then usually about one to two surveys per year um, are added and people continue to give information to the program as um, the program rolls on for those 10 years. Um, for instance, this year we just released the Social Determinants of Health Survey. Um, and that, that's a really great survey looking at some of those factors like environment and stress, um, spirituality, and, and really having that information to see how that affects um, the whole health of an individual. 
So, for instance, uh, if you okay, every I assume every volunteer is in this for ten years. So, if like in year five the volunteer um, maybe moves, you know, or has a death of a spouse, or you know, a, a, a child is born, or something like that, then those are those are like markers or signal events, perhaps that you know that the that the that the volunteer then shares with the program is that that's kind of right. what, what they're looking for? Yep, that's exactly right. So um, updating information and making sure if there's been lifestyle changes, um, what's been going on in your life, new health diagnoses, that those sorts of things would all be very important for the program um, to, to be able to be aware of. Um, but also I'd like to mention in addition to the surveys that uh, participants do fill out, there's also the opportunity to donate your biospecimens. And so this is where the DNA comes in. Um, so participants have the choice if they want to donate their blood and urine, then that will just give even more information to um, the program and our researchers. And they can really look at some of those health markers that are on individuals' DNA. Mm-hmm. This kind of sounds like what, a, like a twenty-three and Me or something like that, where they're doing, I guess, which as I understand is like doing DNA genetic testing. Yeah, so it is similar to the twenty-three um, and Me in the way they collect your DNA. Um, the difference is that twenty-three uh, and Me really just returns a portion of your DNA. So what you're getting with those. Um, different programs is really just your ancestral information. Um, And what you'll receive back when you join the All of Us Research Program and consent to have your DNA analyzed, you'll receive really, really um, detailed, in-depth, should you choose to receive, I should mention you always have the choice. You don't have to receive this if you you, um, don't want to, but um, it will be uh, health-related DNA information. So those markers that could be present on um, your DNA that could, um, you would have an increased risk for certain diseases. That's the type of information um, that the program would be returning back to you. Right. So that's actually, so rather than, so, so it's more than just volunteers giving things through or information to the All of Us research program, but they're getting something in return. Yeah, that's that's another um, unique aspect of the program. Um, anything that you turn over to the program, you have access to. Um, so that makes it a little bit different than a traditional research study as well. Sometimes you you participate, you use do a study, for instance, say on Alzheimer's, the study ends after a few months and you never hear from the researchers again. Um, this program really seeks to look at their participants as partners um, and to have that transparent, excuse me, the transparency there. Um, So any information that the participant chooses to release to the program, they have access to that as well. Um, The way that you have access is also different. You can actually create an All of Us account so you'll have your own account in your own dashboard where you have constant access to see what information you have turned over to the program. And so it's always right there at your fingertips as well. 
So if, so if a volunteer, so if I, so if someone say establishes a portal on that website, um, can they see other person's information or is that, or is it sort of compiled in such a way that is, that it's all like, um, what am I, what's the word I'm trying to use, uh, where it's anonymous yeah. perhaps? Yeah. Yeah. So, so kind of two parts there, I think to your question. Um, mm-hmm. So your own dashboard, your own account that you can only see your own, you would not be able to see another individual's account. So kind of like an email or a social media account, you can only see your own uh, dashboard there. Um, and, how the program works as far as the website that is public facing, which has also just launched um, within the last couple of years. So the public, even those that have not joined the All of Us Research Program, can go to the website and see general information about um, who has joined the program. So right now, there I think there's currently about 350,000 um, samples that are stored on the website in the database. And so you can peruse that just very general ways and see um, those big general numbers, you know, broken down by ethnicity, you know, race, uh, age, um, different kinds of factors like that. But you would not be able to see individual information. Mm -hmm. Um, And actually, even the researchers are not able to see individual um, information which is very important to know. They, they have no idea who has joined the program. Mm-hmm. Um, once a volunteer does uh, create consents and becomes a participant, their information is de-identified. Um, that way the researchers and those um, looking at the data have no way of knowing who has contributed. So really, if, what I'm, I think what I'm hearing you say is, is that it, in the... Of the one million volunteers, that's really supposed to be like a a, a real cross section of uh, of the, the of the people in the United States. So it's not going to be just all white people or all you know Anglo-Saxon Protestants or whatever it is that you might want to refer to it is. But it's going to be a a very diverse mix of the population, you know, moving forward over the next ten years. That yeah, that is they, right. Yeah, and and that information is going to be available to the general public in, I guess, in the fashion that you mentioned, where it's going to be anonymous, but um, you know, maybe just really a, 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 a an accurate, at least an, at this point in time or over the next ten years, accurate representation of what America looks like, you know. Exactly, exactly. And that, that, that is the, the whole point and really the, the proudest marker of the All of Us Research Program is the inclusion of that rich diversity. Um, so often, uh, most of our research is done on the average white male. Um, and that's great if you are an average white male. Um, mm-hmm. But that means for the rest of us that don't necessarily identify as um, an average white male, our medications and treatments may not work accurately for who we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that diversity really is the key marker to success for the All of Us Research Program. And um, 
we're, we're always so proud to say, you know, right now we're close to half a million that have joined the program. I believe it's a little bit over 470,000 that have signed up. And out of that 470,000, we have about 80% of those that are coming from communities who are historically underrepresented in biomedical research. And that number, you know, it's just huge. It almost gives me chills to think about, you know, that we are succeeding in including that rich diversity that is represented by this country. Yeah. So are are there any particular populations that have been like closed? So they're not accepting any more white males, for instance, that sort of thing? Yeah, no. And um, the... It's not so much denying anybody access to join the program. It is free and open for all. But um, that is one thing that the NIH has done um, rather smartly is to partner with organizations such as 50 Forward, who can kind of um, target some of those underrepresented communities. Um, For us, of course, that's older adults. Some of our other partners are um, the National Alliance for Hispanic Health, which is doing education and outreach for um, the Latino and Latinx communities. Um, We've got the Delta Education and Research Foundation, or DREF, who is um, doing outreach for African-American communities, especially with college students. And we have Stanford also, um, as well out of California, who is doing um, targeted education for the LGBTQ plus community. So there's about nine of us partners out there and partners all over the country um, that are really talking with these communities and, and making them aware of this opportunity and, you know, we're seeing the success um, out of those outreach efforts. So are volunteers paid? Do they get anything other than maybe access to information? Um, yeah, that's a good question as well. Um, they they are not paid, but they will receive a $25 gift card once they have donated their biospecimens. Um, so after you join the program and you fill out the initial surveys and consents, you would receive an invitation to make an appointment at a local clinic to donate your specimen. And once you do that, um, then there is a $25 gift card that um, the participant would receive. But um, yeah, not, not a whole lot of money gotcha. there. It's, it's really um, kind of a matter of really those that just understand the need to, to change our health care for, for future generations. That really is the motivating factor, especially yeah. for older adults. So for $25, you, you pee in a cup and get $25. Yes, (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So how do you get started on this? Yeah. So I'm I'm interested in the program or anybody or like any one of our clients or whatever. Yeah. Um, So the program is an online enrollment um, just because of all of the rich information that they're collecting. It just makes it pretty much impossible to offer this in a paper form. Um, So what participants are asked to do is visit the website at joinallofus.org slash 50 forward. And there they can learn more about the program. They can watch videos. They can decide if 
it's something that's right for them that they would like to be a part of. And once they make that decision, there's just a button on that site that you would click that says join now. And you would then be taken to the screen to create your account. Um, You would need to have your email address or a cell phone number in order to set up your account, as well as a really, really secure password. So once you go through those steps of account creation, you would then have your dashboard and be able to uh, complete your surveys and other information at your leisure. So is it, I guess... Is acceptance guaranteed or just what do you what do you have to do once you've once you've enrolled in or once you've I guess you make an application for the program, but you actually how do you actually get into it or how do you know when you're in? Yep. So really, it's just sim- simply um, touching that join now button. Okay. Um, like I said, there, there's not anybody being turned away. It's just a matter of deciding this is something you would like to be a part of right. and, and joining and creating your account. And yeah, you would become right. one in a million with the All rest right. of us. Okay. So, and I can just say is just you know, I, I actually put in join all of us uh, in my favorite uh, uh, research tool or, or search tool and found it right away. So um, yeah, great. Yeah, that's great. Uh, anything else to add, uh, Kelsey? We haven't talked about. Um, I would mention too, since we're talking about the website, that another neat thing with the program is there's also an app. So once you have your account, you can actually download the All of Us Research Program app on your cell phone. Um, for those of you that are, are tech savvy, and you can have real easy access to to your information and then be able to complete your your surveys and questionnaires from your phone. Um, which That's is good also- information. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've been talking today uh, with Kelsey Mahaffey of 50 Forward, and Kelsey is the project director of the All of Us Research Program. And so that's it for today's episode, and thank you for listening. Takus McGinnis Elder Care Law is a life care planning law firm helping families respond to the legal and financial challenges caused by chronic illness or disability of an elderly loved one. Join us next week for another episode of Aging Starts Now. Thank you for listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast. For more information about today's show, visit tn-elderlaw.com, click on the free resources tab, and then click on Aging Starts Now. You'll find the show notes there. And while you're at it, why not check out all the free resources available at tn-elderlaw.com? Document downloads, the Tagus McGinnis blog, educational videos, informative articles, helpful links, a TV show, and more. It's all there free for the taking. If you enjoy listening to the Aging Starts Now podcast, please subscribe, rate the show, or leave us a review. It's easy to do on whatever app you use to listen. We would love your feedback on the show. Aging Starts Now. We'll be back next week with more candid discussions about challenges created by aging, disability, and unexpected illness.